This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, we've heard this promise over and over again. Ride sharing will be coming to BC. Could we finally be close to having ride hailing a part of the transportation landscape in this province? Well, Bowen Ma is holding a news conference right now, and she says the current government is on track to have services up and running by the end of the year. September 3rd, the board will be able to start accepting applications from ride hail companies. We fully expect that people will be able to hail a ride through this new industry, the transportation network service industry, by the end of the year. Government has heard loud and clear that ride hailing isn't a choice. It's a necessity in people's toolbox of transportation options. We've also heard from people who had challenges getting a safe ride home at the end of the night, stories about not being picked up at all under the current system. And so we're delivering on our promise to bring in new, convenient, safe options that people want. All right, that was Bowen Ma, the New Democrat MLA for North Vancouver Lonsdale. And as you heard there, uh, saying that they're on track to have services up and running by the end of the year. So let's bring in Richard Zussman, Global News online legislative reporter. Richard, thanks for being with us. Jill, my pleasure as always. Thanks for having me. I feel like there's a up and running but in this yeah, story. I'm with you. And I think you and I are on the same page here. We'll believe it when we see it. Uh, this government has been promising ride sharing Uh, for a long time now. It was supposed to be by the end of 2017, then by the end of 2018, and they have now said for a while the end of 2019. I think there will be some sort of ride-sharing vehicles on the road by the end of 2019 in BC. The big question is who? What companies? And I think when people look around the world and they've experienced this industry elsewhere, they have likely experienced either Uber or Lyft or both. And there are some serious concerns from those companies about operating in BC under the regulations. What was announced today were some very preliminary regulations associated with ride sharing but not the big regulations everyone's waiting for. And there's no give on this class license issue uh, for drivers. There will be a requirement for every ride hailing driver to have a class four license, which is a commercial license. You must go do an additional roadside test, score better on a written test, as well as pass a medical exam uh, and on top of that, there are other requirements around background checks and vehicle checks. So we're going to have ride sharing by the end of the year, Jill. I just don't know what companies will be operating and whether there will be enough vehicles out on the road to deal with the demand that we see, especially in places like Metro Vancouver. Uh, they have also announced uh, the accessibility per yeah. trip fee, uh, which sounds good on the surface, but do we have any idea what that's going to cost or what that's going to look like? Yeah, so it's 30 cents per trip. I think it's it's negligible. You know, you'll see it on, it will be built into the cost and people will not notice. I think that was an essential recommendation from the committee that Bowen Ma chaired uh, and is an important part in ensuring that there are accessible trips on the road. I would put that one aside as, yeah, good policy, easily done. The other one that stood out is this $5,000 annual license fee that was announced. It was not uh, in the press release from what I could see, but is in a presentation that the ministry is giving to reporters now. And the question is, is that $5,000 per company or per car? 
because that would be a massive difference. If this is somehow a $5,000 annual license fee for each ride-sharing driver's Forget it. Forget it. No that one's doing be, that. Nobody will pay that fee. It is insurmountable. You know, taxi drivers go out and in some nights on a slow night in Vancouver are bringing in 150, 200 bucks on top of paying a fee to even drive in a taxi. You know, if you're now saying you have to pay $5,000 a year, forget about it. I would assume, and this is an assumption that this is per company, but if it is per driver, this, this is a huge restriction for these companies. I'm not jumping there yet because I just don't know. Yeah. It, it's it, not a lot of details in this presentation I'm looking at, but that is one of those things that was announced today was this license fee. And also uh, the ICBC insurance product, because we've been told repeatedly yeah. it's uh, about getting this uh, insurance product ready. So this is a per kilometer insurance product with uh, third-party liability accident benefits. But we still, unless you've got more information on this, it doesn't really say the cost of that. No, it doesn't. And I think that's one of those things where there's a lot of wait and sees here. So we know now that the application process will begin on September 3rd. Uh, and then the earliest a ride-sharing vehicle could be operating in the province is by the end of September. But the date the province keeps using is by the end of the year. I think it will take time. But yes, we don't know how much it will cost the driver to insure for ICBC. They only need to pay the additional insurance rate while they are driving for ride sharing. So I don't know how they're going to log that. But when they're driving their own vehicle for personal use, they don't have to pay for the ICBC additional insurance. When they're driving as a ride sharing driver, they have to pay additionally. And and I just got notification on the thing we just spoke about, the $5,000 fee is per company as we assumed. Okay, because it seemed completely out there that it would be per driver, but this file has been so botched from the beginning, (laughs) I wouldn't have been completely shocked if that was it. So $5,000 per company, Yes, an annual fee. Which is is low compared to other cities, uh, apparently. All right, uh, we're getting uh, more information on this. So September 3rd, so now I guess the big question is, are these rules and regulations something companies like Lyft and Uber are okay with, and will they even apply? So it's the big question. So I mentioned earlier, these are just some of the regulations. What we're still waiting for is the Passenger Transportation Board, by the end of the summer, we're told to put in the regulations on the three biggies. Price, number of vehicles that will be allowed on the road for ride sharing, and regional boundaries. As anyone who has taken a cab in Metro Vancouver knows, these regional boundaries are hugely prohibitive. You can pick up somebody in Surrey if you're a Surrey cab, but you can't you can drive them downtown to Vancouver, and if someone waves and says, hey, I'm going back to Surrey, you're legally not allowed to drive them back to Surrey. The cab has to drive back empty. The rules are out of date. The expectation is they will get rid of regional boundaries for taxis and ride-sharing companies, that they will open up the licenses so we think as many vehicles can drive as they would like. We're still waiting to see that. And then price, there will be some flexibility for ride-sharing companies to charge less than taxis. We're waiting on all of those things. The other one is the class license that we mentioned. Lyft has said repeatedly, that's one of the big ride-sharing companies, that they don't believe they can operate in BC if class four is a requirement. Class four is going to be a requirement. So Lyft needs to figure out if they can make it work. Uber is concerned about it as well. Uh, we got a statement uh, from them today saying, you know, people here want to see what they see in other jurisdictions like Seattle and Toronto. I think those are the two jurisdictions that, you know, many Metro Vancouverites have tried this in before, maybe Edmonton and Calgary as well. Or Bellingham. Or Bellingham, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so then I think the class license issue is going to continue to be an issue. You know, 
what Uber keeps bringing up is this companies like Operation Red Nose, uh, when you drive your child's classmates for a school field trip, in those cases, you need a class five, which is the regular license everyone has. So I think there's still questions about why is it okay to have a class five in those cases and not for ride sharing? And the other is around safety. The province keeps saying it's safer to have a class four, but there's no tangible evidence that says it is. We have a statement today from, uh, the police, I think the uh, traffic, province-wide traffic board that says, you know, we want to see class four. I think the public will see that and say, yeah, it, it's reasonable that the police want to see this. Maybe that's a reason to have it, but I don't think there's any tangible proof in terms of accidents, in terms of road safety, that class four is actually safer than class five. All right, we'll leave it there. Richard Zussman, thank you so much. Joe, uh, Rich- thank you. Richard's our Global News online legislative reporter. We'll